Welcome to the Extraordinary Educators Podcast. Your hosts, Danielle Sullivan, National Director at Curriculum Associates, and Sari Labaris, Social Communications Manager at Curriculum Associates, are here to share actionable tips, best practices, and success stories to improve your classroom and drive student learning. Enjoy, and thanks for listening. All right. Hey, everybody. My name is Danielle Sullivan, National Director of Content and Implementation. Hi, everyone. This is Sari Laveris, Social Communications Manager at Curriculum Associates. And we are so excited to bring to you the Extraordinary Educator Podcast. We've been wanting to do this for so long, and now we are finally doing it. I know. It's super exciting. And our goal is to bring you a new episode each week on a variety of different topics. And we will also be talking to extraordinary educators and sharing their stories. Which is amazing. But maybe it'd be helpful if we actually introduced ourselves. So my name is Danielle Sullivan. I am a National Director of Content Implementation at Curriculum Associates. But before I did this role, I worked in professional development for uh, four years in Florida in Curriculum Associates. And then before that, I was a teacher in upstate New York and Washington, D.C. for about 10 years. And I've actually taught K through 8, but I primarily taught 5th and 6th grade math ELA, focusing on special education. And before that, I worked on Capitol Hill, but that's another story. (laughs) So lots of experience in classrooms and also teaching teachers which is so great. So I'm Sari, and I taught for seven years, first grade, third grade, and then fifth and sixth grade math. After that, I moved to a district-level role doing curriculum and instruction and coaching leaders and assessment work. And then I uh, now work at Curriculum Associates and before my current role, helping manage our social media channels and run this awesome advocate program, I worked as an educator success manager, creating resources for teachers and helping them with implementations. Um, that's super helpful and fun, and it's pretty cool. Didn't you do that? Yeah, that was with CA. Yeah. The resources, we're actually going to talk about some of those exactly. resources today. So we're going to start today with giving you kind of a frame of the podcast, and why don't we start with what makes an extraordinary educator, well, extraordinary? Great question. So these teachers not only illustrate growth and achievement on formal assessments and every day in their classroom, but they can also demonstrate innovation and engagement practices with their students. But not only that, they also hold incredibly high standards for all of their students and student achievement. Right. And there are so many extraordinary educators out there. So our goal is to highlight what they're doing well, how you can build on their success. And we want to make sure that we're sharing some of the amazing things that extraordinary educators are doing in their classroom every single day. So we thought today we could start by focusing on a topic that is pretty important to everybody. And it's really important that we've seen in a lot of research, how to set high expectations for students. Yeah, and it's talked about a lot, but let's clarify, what do you mean exactly by high expectations? You know, thanks for asking that because I feel like sometimes in education, things turn into, I call them um, practices turn into posters. So a lot of times educators understand what it means to have high expectations, but then they just, I feel like it just vanishes. So Without a tangible example and modeling and then applying to practice, I mean, it just turns into something that you're like, what? So let's talk about how it shows up in a real person's classroom. And actually, I recently read that teachers don't have time to read research. 
I'm not surprised. Teachers barely even have time to use the restroom or even eat lunch. I know, right? So I also read that because of that, teachers aren't being exposed to current research that might help impact their practice. So what I think we should start with is let's talk about how research and high expectations go together. Sounds great. So I recently heard about a new study done by TNTP, The Opportunity Myth. Have you read that? Yes, I have, but I'd love to hear more. Of course. So TNTP set out to answer the question, how can so many students graduate from high school but be so unprepared for college? So to answer this question, they did a ton of research. They partnered with five diverse school systems, 4,000 students, and did a year-long qualitative and quantitative study. They observed nearly 1,000 lessons, reviewed 5,000 assignments, analyzed more than 20,000 student work samples, and collected more than 30,000 real-time student surveys. And according to this study, above all, we wanted to understand students' aspirations for themselves, what kind of lives they wanted to lead, and how school was preparing them to live those lives or letting them down. So they just talked to like a couple people. It sounds like. Just just (laughs) a few. (laughs) Just a few. Okay, so that is a lot of research. It is a ton of research. However, what they ended up finding out was even more shocking than the amount of research that they did. They found that students have big plans, like huge plans. Students want to achieve. They want to have amazing careers. However, what's actually happening is that most students spend all their time in school not even having access to great appropriate assignments, high quality instruction, deep engagement in learning, or teachers who hold high expectations. And what's even worse than that, there are huge gaps depending on race and social economic status. So that's really hard. I mean, I we we see that a lot. I work in uh, schools and teach with teachers from across the country, and I see that they're struggling with the right balance of teaching grade level expectations but meeting students where they are. I mean, the struggle is legit real. It really is. And TNTP found the same thing. However, if students are exposed to grade level content sooner, teachers can hold high expectations. They can show that it positively impacts student achievement. If you want to read more about this study, the link is in our show notes. Awesome. So let's unpack what it means to have high expectations. I mean, I'm going to, I want to reference some other research from John Hattie, who wrote Visible Learning. So in his research, he found that there are practices that have high impact on student learning. And in 2018, the third highest, the third highest impact of student achievement, or um, sorry, the third, (laughs) I've only talked about this every single time. (laughs) Like every time. I know it's harder to read it off the script than just probably say for what's in your head. (laughs) I know this is where I'm like, I wanted to write the script. Okay. (laughs) So I want to unpack the high expectations a little bit. John Hattie, who wrote, uh, did his research in visible learning. Have you ever heard of John Hattie? Yeah, I have. Yeah. So in his research, he found that there are practices that have high impact on student learning. So in 2018, the third highest rated was teacher's estimate of student achievement. What that means is that the teachers actually believe that the students will reach their goals and then hold high expectations for them. It's very different than just saying you need to do this or you need to do that. The teachers actually need to believe that the students can. Right. That's pretty compelling. So let's actually talk about what this means with real stories. How did you hold high expectations when you were in teacher? Ooh, that is a hard question to answer quickly. 
But I think the first thing that comes to mind is that I always planned units and then daily lessons with the least invasive form of scaffolding in mind. So I deeply believe that all learners in my community should be given the opportunity to engage with material from an inquiry-based approach. So then I only scaffolded as in the moment data told me to. By keeping my expectations high for all students, I didn't deflate rigor according to preconceived notions about what certain students could do. What about you? Whoa, you were super technical. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like with my expectations, I mean, this is where I wish that we, I, as a teacher, I had the products that uh, Curriculum Associates has, like iReady, Ready Math, Ready Classroom. I just, I feel like I didn't have the visible data that I needed, but I did do a really good job holding high expectations for the way I expected my students to be and the belief that I wanted them to have in themselves. So every year, we started with a writing assignment and I want, and I got to know them because I wanted to know who they were, what they were passionate about. And um, a lot of times I was a special education teacher, so I looped with my students. So even though I might've known them in third grade, I was curious to see how they changed over the summer. So I'd ha- have them give a student interest survey. So they'd answer some things about themselves. And then I gave them a writing assignment of what do they want to do this year for school? Like what are they interested in getting out of the year? Then my, I gave them like an inspirational speech, I guess, in the beginning of the year. But my, um, I told them I cared, told them this year will be different. I want them to be the best they can be. I'm here for them, but I want them to achieve what they need to achieve. So it was a kind of a coachy pep talk. And then every time I worked with them, I wanted, I, they knew that I believed in them. They knew that they could be what they wanted to be. And they struggled. And I wish I could have had a little bit more uh, fine tuning with their academics, but I know they knew I cared and I held high expectations that I believed they could do and be whatever they wanted to be, which a lot of people in their lives didn't have that. They, they didn't have those expectations for them. So I know that I made a difference there. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, thank you. <laughs> I mean, I wish... I wish more teachers could see or really um, explain that to kids. I mean, I see, we see that all the time. We talk about high expectations, but sometimes if educators don't know how to do that, um, where can educators find tools to help them set high expectations and realistic goals for students? Where can we point them? That's a really great question. We actually have a go-to place for teachers and leaders called iReady Central. You can find tips, tools, resources, and guidelines to use in the classrooms with students or with other teachers or with teachers you coach. So this destination is iReadyCentral. The URL is i-readycentral.com. And again, you can find everything from goal-setting guidance to tools that students can use like tracking their data and data chat protocols and student worksheets to really facilitate those high expectations and see them come to life with your students. God, that's so helpful. It's so helpful to have tools and resources in one place because because a lot of times, especially when um, after you finish listening to this podcast and you go and read that report by TNTP and then you Google John Hattie and you're going to just be so wanting to have those high expectations, it's going to be really helpful to have a tool or some resources in order to set that. Do mm-hmm. we have anything else 
that is going to help educators connect with each other? Yes. Amazingly, we also have social media accounts where we showcase best practices from educators across the country. So not only can you find all of these resources and templates, but sometimes when you see something blink, it might be a little bit confusing or it's much easier to see this put into practice by your peers. So you can find us on Instagram at myiready, that's M-Y-I-R-E-A-D-Y. And again, you'll see sort of exemplars from all over the country with teachers holding high expectations for their students. And don't we feature a uh, teacher every Tuesday as well? Yes. Yes, we have hashtag Teacher Tuesday. And so this is really a time where we're showcasing these great practices in the classroom with teachers from all over the country. That's great because success leaves clues. And that's our goal with this podcast is to help connect other educators and just share best practices um, with each other to make sure that we're still um, engaging students, exciting students, um, and doing all the cool stuff. So I know this has been amazing, but that's all the time we have for today. So if you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. We can't wait to continue this conversation next week when we dig into how do we engage our students, not helping students get engaged. Um, That's a different podcast altogether. (laughs) I should hope so. And thank you, everyone. And again, make sure you can find us on social media, Instagram, myiready, that's M-Y-I-R-E-A-D-Y, and on Twitter as Curriculum Associates. And please, please, please be sure to tag us in your post so we can see the great things that you are doing in your classrooms. So until then, be true, be you, be extraordinary. This podcast is produced by Curriculum Associates and is the copyrighted material and intellectual property of Curriculum Associates.